0: I'm Brian Carpenter, host of Fresh Art 5, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Ed Creation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional movements, resources, tools, and practices that are reshaping learning. I've actually used this resource over the years in in all three courses, for history, for journalism, and for film. My favorite resource by far is Checkology. What I really love about it and what the kids really love about it is that they use um, current media publications or memes or news that the kids can relate to that they've probably been um, seeing on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. And they analyze it for its newsworthiness, and they they also give them opportunities to learn what is news, what's information, misinformation, disinformation.
1: Are you, like me, weary of public discourse that goes in circles and evolves into a war of Google hits? I mean, it seems like we're all caught in a swirl of misinformation, disinformation, and conspiracy theories. So for educators, news and media literacy is becoming an essential foundational skill to support learning in pretty much all of their content areas. So much so that some states already have legislation making news and media literacy a graduation requirement. So finding high quality, easy to implement resources to support this learning is a focus for a lot of districts, which is why we were thrilled today to speak with Monica Valdez. Monica is a 21-year teaching veteran and also has a background in media and film. She's currently a social studies and film teacher and a social studies department chairperson at West Miami Middle School. She's also a Newslit Nation ambassador, which means she's one of a number of U.S. educators who lead local efforts to expand news literacy in their communities.
0: I think it's just really great for the kids to start practicing those skills early on. This is my third year with Czechology. I really do think that it's important. You know, I've encountered misinformation and disinformation on my own. And I thought, oh, this is cool. You know, this is something that the kids are going to learn a lot from and, and enjoy while they're learning.
1: So for the listener who doesn't really have a clear picture, it's mm-hmm. an is it an online platform? And then how do you actually use it in your lessons?
0: It kind of works as an online course. Um, and when COVID happened, it was wonderful because, you know, the kids were suddenly at home and we needed online resources. And this was like perfect from beginning to end. As we started doing more blended learning, when we came back and some kids were at home and some kids were in class, it worked great as well. You create your courses. You actually select what kind of course because they might make some um, differences to the presentation based on grade level and material. And then the kids, um, when they submit their assignments, you can see their progress, their answers. You can grade their so it's a supplemental curriculum resource that
1: could be used alongside a core curriculum in either English, um, media literacy class, film studies, um, probably social studies, I'm
0: guessing, maybe even some
1: science classes.
0: Am I right? Yes, absolutely. The way I've plugged it in and the, the different classes, it, it, it just depends. If I'm doing civics, It's really important to address the media as part of the curriculum at some point to study media. Um, If I'm doing yearbook, in the beginning of yearbook, there's no uh, yearbook uh, assignments per se because the kids are learning the skills they need so they can apply them to create the yearbook. So this is a perfect opener for that class um, as a journalism course. The way it's created, it gives the teacher a lot of freedom to to get creative with how you're going to integrate that for your kids.
1: And then the students are able to take those media literacy skills that they learn in the lessons in the course and and use those moving forward with whatever content.
0: Yes. And um, since it helps them understand you know what's a reliable source, for instance, one of the lessons is about how some uh, videos that you might encounter are not really factual per se, but commercials. And you can't really tell because of the way that they presented the information. So the kids are thinking, oh, this is a great source when in reality it's just a very long commercial. That they can apply to their language arts classes, you know, to their science classes. And how long does the course take? Is it a week of
1: instruction,
0: three weeks of instruction? It it all depends. In our state of Florida, we have tests that are part of standardized testing, some courses. And so um, the teacher has very little room to add additional material because their curriculum In other courses that don't have to worry so much about standardized testing, like in my film class and my yearbook class, we don't have to worry. I can apply that depending on the skill we're trying to develop. So perhaps I can assign one lesson this week and I'll schedule one lesson every week. Or in journalism, I'll assign it as a unit. So you do have lots of room to be creative with your schedule and how you want to assign this to the kids. Yeah,
1: okay. And so their media literacy is gaining more and more momentum and it's being talked about a lot more in educational circles. And so there are a number of resources out there who do similar things. And I'm curious why you chose this over some other options. Are there things that you like better
0: about it? I love that it's personal. You know, they'll have a professional journalist um you know speak to the kids directly into the camera and explain what's going on and then they will provide them with actual examples and give the kids practice time to practice what and identify the different kinds of sources. The fact that it's really interactive and geared to things that that they're that sometimes they're sharing without even knowing, you know if it's good or bad, um that's what I love about it. Could
1: you give an example of one of your favorite lessons from Checkology?
0: My favorite lesson is when they look at the, like a tweet and they'll present it to the kids. It's an image of a tweet and little by little, they start kind of reverse analyzing it. Who is the person that posted this? Is it really a verified post? Is there, even if they're verified, is the information that they tweeted accurate? Sometimes it's accurate, but irrelevant to what they were, you know, saying. And, (laughs) you know, like it might be an accurate story from 10 years ago, and they're saying it happened yesterday. So there's lots of little different details that the kids are not aware of. And if they just take it at face value, they miss all of those clues. Do you feel like you've witnessed
1: repeatedly these eye opening moments for students where they realize that they've been? manipulated or that something was misleading that they didn't
0: realize and they become more savvy? Yes. And I have those eye-opening instances too. I just want to say this for a lot of teachers that have inclusion classes or teaching students with disabilities. Uh, You may not want to give this to them as independent work because they need a lot of scaffolding. So when I've had that situation where I've got a class that needs me to have a, you know, to scaffold a lot, I'll do it as whole group instruction. And that means that I'm experiencing the lesson with the kids myself. And sometimes we'll see a source and we'll all be like, that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm having Surprise the to re- everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having the same reaction. <laughs> so, you know, th- that that's um th- that's something that's also, you know, pretty great.
1: We reached out to the Literacy Project, the creators of Czechology, and they shared some concerning data. They found that 55% of students were not even moderately confident in their ability to recognize false information online, which makes it almost impossible to contribute productively as a citizen. The concern is pressing enough that over the last five years, at least 29 states and the District of Columbia have begun exploring legislative solutions to address news literacy. Do you feel like they walk away feeling empowered? Like, I'm uh, not going to be duped anymore because I, I know how to tell the difference?
0: Yes. I, I, and, I, and I think that what they end up happy about is that they know something that one of their friends doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to tell my friend that meme is a lie. You know, they yeah. they're like, wow, you know, I, I can't believe it. I've seen that a million places, miss. And so they they yeah. are excited about it.
1: What were you using before you had Checkology or did you just not have a resource that filled this
0: need? No, I did not have a resource that filled this need. Not in this way. There's okay. lots of websites that I encountered that give tips, that give strategies, that provide articles, but nothing that really rolls as independently as this does. Do the students like it? For the most part, the kids do like it. It it relate. They try to make it relatable to the students and their age group, and I think it, it does an amazing job at doing that. What do you feel like you've been able
1: to accomplish with your students using Checkology that you weren't accomplishing previously, or that you weren't able to deliver? Oh
0: sure uh expect, with my world history class for instance or with my yearbook class i would teach them in a very traditional way how to find sources verify sources you know don't depend on wikipedia and and the whole you know deal but with this it covers things that i i miss because there's so many details there's so, there's different skills that the kids the kids can develop um so, this really has added to the quality of the work that I'm getting out of my kids and other assignments. So, psychology is an assignment, but once they have that skill and I assign an essay uh, to them in world history and journalism, that essay is all the better. You know, they, they're being more considerate.
1: Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit more about that. How are those skills carrying over? The
0: sources that they quote. You know, now they're looking, they're not giving me, um, you know, some Twitter posts, they're they're being extra careful that they have checked that it was a reliable source that that publication is not necessarily biased, you know, some, and that's another thing, a lot of the the websites our students encounter, admit that they're biased. Yeah, you know, they're like, we are, I mean, they don't say we are biased, but they say we believe this. And this is the type of news we are pretending you know, presenting you based on our beliefs. Yeah. We have and an agenda. They have an
1: agenda and they don't apologize <laughs> for their agenda. Right. Fair, and, right. Like they have the right to publish
0: that. Of course. And I think it's really important for the kids to, to go to that about me section and see if there is already an admitted agenda. If they're telling you, believe them. And then yeah. now you know that that's not a source you should use unless you're going to compare to, you know, opposing uh, publications that have agendas. Yeah. So has that
1: kind of been your chief indicator of success? The fact that you're seeing these skills carry over and continue and seep out into all
0: of their work in different content areas? Yeah, definitely. I mean, because obviously there's kids that will go through the entire curriculum and they'll get an A and that's wonderful. But what's even better is if they're applying that in different assignments that aren't exactly related to psychology at all, you know, and mm-hmm. and I do see that growth, and and as a teacher, you know, that that is satisfying. How do you use this in your film studies class? Um, in my film studies class. When we get to like the end of the semester, we start thinking about documentary films and and doing research and, you know, if they want to do a PSA, a public service announcement, how they're going to go about it. So before that lesson, Checkology, you know, especially if you're going to be presenting research uh, to support what you're doing. With yearbook at the end of the semester, when the yearbook is published Mm -hmm. and there's no more yearbook, We have a podcast segment that we do. So for that podcast segment where the different teams have developed a different podcast, like some have done the war in Ukraine. You know, some other students have done bullying in school as their podcast themes. This helps them because they have to present research, you know, as part of that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure that would be super helpful. So how does a teacher use Checkology? Do you get a subscription? Do you, Is it a one-time purchase? How does it work? No, it's free.
0: So that's always great. <laughs> you can <laughs> have it. That's everybody's favorite word. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's always good. And then you create your classes, you, you register, right? And then you create your classes. And once your classes are created, um, you can do a couple things. If you really want to be very detailed, because I, I know that there's teachers that that want to import their students and have it already named, you can do that. You can import your students' uh, list like in an Excel sheet, and it'll go ahead and populate your kids. You can give it all one password you can have the kids create their own passwords. So it depends, you know, I like to have the kids create their account themselves and create their password. Um, With that, let's say the kid, you know, forgets their password or forgets their username. The teacher has complete control of that. All I have to do is go in click on the student and I, this is your username. This is your password. Yeah. Um, So it's really handy.
1: Yeah. And you already said that you were able to use it in um, remote learning and and hybrid learning. So students are able to log in from anywhere. Do you have a favorite
0: success story? I want to say when, when it comes to memes, a lot of kids will take the meme as reality, even though there's not much there. It's just an image. The kids are like, I've seen that meme. Yeah, my friend gave it to me. And then, you know, that, that is the best because if they've seen it on their own and now it's being analyzed for them, mm-hmm. um, it, it makes all the difference because now it's stuff they've encountered in their real life and they're like, oh, wow, you know, I, I really should have looked at it differently. They got me.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it challenges their own previous knowledge and assumptions. Um, how do you assess this program? Does it come with assessments? How do you measure both quantitative and qualitative um, outcomes?
0: Okay. Well, in this program, there are some responses that are automatically graded for you. You okay. know, like if it was a multiple choice or, or something like that, it's it's automatically graded for you. But some of the answers, the kids have to fill in and reply. So the teacher does have to go in and look at that lesson and assess what the kid has written. Um, and then you give them points based on that. So you can assess it based on the points the kids receive. And I do it based on how well they perform on the different lessons.
1: Okay. All right. And was it easy for you as a teacher to learn how to use it and become proficient in teaching it? How, what is the learning curve for, like for teachers?
0: You have to go in this knowing that you're going to have to learn how to operate the curriculum and, um, and I want to say it's worth it. It's worth going in and learning it. Mm-hmm. And every year I learn something new myself and every year I'll get like another idea, you know, oh, I could use it here. Or I could use it with mm-hmm. these kids. And so, um, it, it, you know, you just got to jump in. <laughs> so how, did you, how did you learn it and how long <laughs> did it take you? It took me like a semester to master it. You know, once I, cause in the beginning when I first started, I didn't realize that I could import all of my students and and things like that, you know? So so once I learned that all of the services that it provided for me, I was able to adapt that to my needs as a teacher and my, my students' needs.
1: And are there tutorials to kind of walk you through that? Because I can imagine that this would be a really popular resource with individual teachers,
0: given that it's free, right? There are resources. If you go to muselet.org, um, the, their website, there's uh-huh. sort of resources there that help you step-by-step. Step. And, you know, you, so you're not alone. They're so accessible. Like you can email them and say, I, I wanna use psychology," and, you know, how do I do this? And they'll respond quickly. So yeah. when, I, when I was learning, um some of what I was learning was in that way, where I was emailing the News Literacy Project, hey, I've registered my kids, and, you know, I don't, I'm not understanding this one part about the passwords, and they respond right away. So that's great, like, to have that response time.
1: Quick clarification. So, Checkology is a free online news and media literacy curriculum containing several courses it's created and provided by the news literacy project and their website is newslit.org which of course we will provide for you in the episode notes and they can also be found at edcuration.com as can all of the great resources you hear about on the ed curation podcast because that's our job to collect all of the best stuff together in one place to make your life easy and student learning better like christmas only all the time and the further bonus is that Checkology is not the only resource you'll find at newslet.org.
0: They have a plethora of other resources, okay, like the SIFT and, uh, you know, newsletters and, and current uh, news um, that, that they have validated or, you know, have strategies. So, like, that I, I really highly recommend uh, teachers to go to um, the News Literacy Project website and and check out all of their resources.
1: Okay, yeah, that's good to know and and a great resource to, for teachers to have at their fingertips for sure. Yeah, are you seeing a shift in student just general knowledge around media literacy and news literacy? Not just as a result of this, but as a result of the focus on news literacy now in education. Are you a little less worried about, <laughs> about um, the divisiveness our, of our country based on misinformation and all of those things
0: that we're all really concerned about? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that at some point, districts should adopt this as part of the official curriculum across the board, um, starting in elementary, and that even though there is a lot of division right now in our country, these skills help everyone, yeah. you know, so it's good for the kids to learn. And it's even better if those, if kids take those skills home, um, too, and say, look, you know, mom and dad, um, yeah, we, what we saw on TV the other day, you know, this is what it is, you know, and, and mm-hmm. th- that's an editorial. It's not exactly news. It's an editorial. That's important not just with information like published information, but images, you know, the, the the news literacy project and Checkology give kids the skills they need to like reverse search an image mm-hmm. and, and see because a lot of now images because of the internet and programs can be edited. It's true. So how do you reverse search that image to the point where it's in its original state? So, so that is also a great skill. You know, you, they're a, able to check information that people are putting out there but also um, false images that are floating around
1: yeah and I mean now with the voice technology you can actually mimic
0: anybody's voice and make them say anything you want them to say right you know and there's also websites where you can put a news flash banner on anything and it's not news mm-hmm. it's just like this is from NBC news and it's just a banner that was free online that they were able to add to anything. It is frightening
1: to know how easily we can all be misled. It's great that that teachers have access to resources like Techology. So who would you recommend it to? What grade bands, what
0: content areas, which teachers should be checking this out? This is great for grade six and up and even into college, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, it's designed now for middle school and high school. But if I were teaching college, I'd assign it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's just that useful to, to revisit our own bias. So, those would be the grade bands and subjects. Uh, I mean, you can apply this to anything. I mean, let's face it, to go through this process is the scientific method. You can do this in a science class, like for sure, to verify data. Mm-hmm. Um, in a social studies class, it's a given. It's important to know, you know, who is uh, providing the information and if it's accurate. Um, in language arts classes, and um, like I've done with film and with yearbook, in a different in you know, a way. Yeah. Would you have any tips for a teacher getting
1: started with this?
0: Tip number one is jump in, <laughs> jump in and do it. Register. Um, and you know, if you feel like you're getting stuck, don't, don't give up. It, it really is great. And the kids are going to love it. Um, and know that you're not alone. There's help there. And, uh, the news literacy project really is great about reaching out to teachers and creating teacher networks, um, to also help other teachers. So you're not alone and you will learn a lot too. Like I've learned a lot with this program.
1: And I'm wondering too if there maybe is a homeschooler out there listening and thinking, I want to get Czechology. Can anybody
0: register? Yes, anybody can register. So I, I homeschooled my daughter actually. And you're right, it is great for homeschool and for things like that. Absolutely. You can't beat it.
1: So good. You can find the News Literacy Project and register for Czechology for free through their page at edcuration.com. Just visit us at edcuration.com, search News Literacy Project, and click the Let's Talk button to get started. While you're there, we have another free resource you won't want to miss. Explorations are one-hour, on-demand professional learning workshops that include classroom-ready resources and a professional learning certificate. Find topics like 3D game design, creativity through STEAM, concept mapping for learning gaps, financial literacy. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please rate, like, review, and share. And if you have a resource you'd like to share with our listeners, contact us at edcuration.com. Join us again next week for another episode of Reshaping Learning with the Ed Curation Podcast. Interrogating instructional materials through an anti-racist lens. Enhancing learning.